0: Eagles Entertainment.
1: Welcome Eagles everywhere to the Eagles Insider Podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group. Dave Spadero with you. I'm at the Nova Care Complex, and yeah, it's very, very quiet at the end of June. Hope everybody is doing well out there. We're getting into it, man. We're less than a month away from the start of Eagles training camp. Report date. July 26th. We'll get it rolling. We'll have you covered. It's going to be great. We're all looking forward to it. Because the Eagles, as we heard Ross Tucker say last week, yeah, contenders. Not just to make the playoffs, but to do some damage, and that's a great place to be. And really, it's a sign of an organization that has a lot to be proud of. After that down season in 2020, as Ross and I spoke about, to bounce back and reach the playoffs with a new head coach, A quarterback starting for the first time from the start of the season in his career to make the postseason and then to have the kind of offseason the Eagles had? Well, there's many reasons why we are all so very excited. All right, let's get this thing going here. I'm going to uh, tell you what we've got going on. Um, On Wednesday, just yesterday, Jason Kelsey hosting another party down in CIL City benefiting the Eagles – autism foundation i was there i've got some sound from that so stay tuned for that that'll be our extra point before we get to that we're going to visit with eagles linebacker davion taylor who was making great strides and then had the injury last year a knee injury that sidelined him put him on ir for oh boy from the middle of november on and really wiped away a lot of the gains that he had made and now there's competition at the linebacker position. We'll hear how Davion feels about all of that. To begin the podcast, we're gonna sit down with one of my favorite interviews of all time. In fact, my very favorite interview of all time, Troy Vinson, former Eagles cornerback, was a player the Eagles acquired in free agency after he started his career with the Miami Dolphins. All Troy did was make the Pro Bowl five straight times, a member of the Philadelphia Eagles Hall of Fame, and he has always had a great perspective on things. Now he's an executive right alongside Commissioner Roger Goodell and Troy Vincent has a perspective on what's happening in the league, where it's going and where it needs to be. So let's begin this Eagles Insider podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group, one-on-one with Eagles legend Troy Vincent. Troy Vincent, we are here at Lincoln Financial Field. You're wearing your Hall of Fame jacket. Looks great on you. Thank you. Um NFL 2022, what's in store for the fans this year? How excited are you about what's ahead? I'm, I'm
2: excited because we just came off of two of the most tumultuous years of our lives coming through the pandemic as a people. Also, they were the most dynamic two years of professional football. huh? The quarterback play. The competition level, the competitive level, level was something that we've never seen in 102 years of football. What we have learned, when the quarterbacks are upright, we have a dynamic, dynamic game. We've, we've seen that. We saw that last year, which arguably was the best playoff series. No doubt. That we've Other than the fact seen. that we, so 2018 uh, yes. 17 of yes. course. But, yes. but when you watch that. Every club is coming in this season thinking our team has a chance. Mm -hmm. So that's what I think you could – we had one rule change. What does that tell us? The game is pretty good. When you're not going into the offseason and you're spending a lot of time on a ton of different rules, hey, we learned something. What? Every team and membership voted on, every team should touch the ball. Led by the Philadelphia Eagles. Led by Jeffrey. Yep. Every team should touch the ball. Both teams should touch the ball in postseason play. That's what the fans are. That's here the for. only real rule change. Yes. It's amazing. That was it, and everything else was points of clarification. Mm-hmm. Health, health and safety. How, how have you seen that improve over the last several years? So that is one where we made the most progress. When we look at use of helmet, is where we really focused in. The com- repetitive impacts. We're, we have remove, continue remove uh, drills that. Just didn't make sense, but that's the way we did it. But most importantly, and I give credit to Dr. Sills, Jeff Miller, Dawn Aponte in the league office, and Dr. York, the acclimation period, evaluating those first eight to ten days of practice, four days of acclimation, just getting of non-contact, and then you get into the contact, studying the science. We're now seeing science and engineering and video come together to keep the athlete healthy. And what have we learned? The healthiest teams are the teams that standing at the end of the season. The head coach has a direct correlation to athlete injury. That's what the data says. When the head coach can monitor those first eight days of practice for lower extremity injuries, those teams typically that are healthy during a the year, they're standing holding a Lombardi trophy at the end. Mm. Uh, 17 games, unqualified success, just all across the board, everybody on board with 17
1: games was the right move?
2: Yes, it was time. And then what do we study? We didn't see any significant injuries that occur. Added an additional regular season game. So we think it, we all believe you listen. Who's we? The coach, you talk to the players, you talk to the medical staffs, you talk to membership, you talk to the fans. I believe the fans enjoyed it. We had competitive games from the beginning to the end. So when are we going to 18? Let's just enjoy the 17. Let's <laughs> okay. just let's just enjoy this for a little bit and we're gonna continue st we are going to continue we got to keep studying the science, keep studying the data, because it's not just about more games. You got a human body that's in that in that uniform. Yeah. Let's see if this works Continues to work Let's see if Let's enjoy it now I think another interesting aspect Is the international push yes. um, Where are we going? We're going to Germany this year, right? Mexico France, Mexico Germany That whole international series Is just fascinating Why? When people talk about What's the next generation of fan Or fandom It's the international You got London, Tottenham Mexico Germany Eventually China I mean it's beautiful. You talk about being a global sport. Here's
1: my, here's my question on that. It's a hard game for international fans who've never been around it to understand. There's stoppages, there's flags, there's some guy in a striped uniform waving his hands with rules. Soccer, it's just roll the ball out and everybody's running around. Basketball, only five players on a side. Football, there's 11 on a side with a lot of nuances.
2: How do you educate the world? you educate the world and we're seeing it through our international pathway program if anybody has seen that in the last just just look just just take the last two years five to you know four to five international players players from africa they're playing and starting here the eagles have a great they're, they're good ball players we're now in a generation where the children are teaching their parents about the sport unlike years past or decades uh, decades decades where we've seen the parent legacy actually teach children around whatever sport it may be. It's now, we're now in an era where the children, in in particular, international, they're teaching their parents about American football. So our international pathway program has been outstanding, us playing games there. More importantly, those players from international, making NFL squads, that's how you educate. Do flag football as well. I think I'd be remiss if I didn't say that. It's the most basic level of football. It's very inexpensive. And you can teach it. If you can teach soccer, you can teach baseball, you can teach lacrosse, you can teach the international markets the game of football.
1: Didn't Jaws and Chad Lewis, didn't they have something going in the Far East years ago where they were having those grassroots programs to yes. educate?
2: Yes. Still doing that? did make any progress? Yes. I mean, it's the reason why O.C. Minura... And others, what they were doing years ago, what Jaws and Chad was doing years ago, we just built on it. Different clubs and different, frankly, different former players took their model and expanded. Mm
3: -hmm. How
2: many years have you been with the league now? This is going into my 12th. And would you say
1: the league is as strong as it's ever been? It just keeps getting better and better to me. It keeps
2: getting better and better. Why? Because of the collaborative effort and everyone keeping the game first. The fan, the player, and the owner. That's what matters. And when you find the inclusion of those three elements and what works for the investor, that's the owner, the player, the health and care of the player, and then the fan, the individual who's sitting in the seats that's watching the the players uh, participate, it's a beautiful thing. And the quarterback play, the wide receiver play, the defense, its the skill set is something that we've never seen before. I mean, you look at this draft class. You look at some of the draftees that the Philadelphia Eagles just drafted. You have men that are 6'6", <laughs> 6'8", 6'7", 300-plus pounds, running 4-5-40s. Unheard of. And you see more of it. Well, I would argue that. Listen,
1: you at cornerback in two thousand and two, when you could touch somebody, a little
2: bit different. Now. It is a little different. I'm not saying it's not different. And the, not, not for the worst. Not for right, the worst. The game has evolved. Mm-hmm. But guess what? As 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 the game has evolved, player protection is better than has ever been, and fandom isn't at an all time high. That's that's what it's about. It's not about when I was in the, di- the dinosaur era and what I did. It's about today mm-hmm. and enjoying and celebrating the men and, and the women that are playing the game today. It's a beautiful thing. When will a woman... That's coming. coming. Oh, it's coming. It's coming in many different facets. Just left Atlanta a week ago at the NAIA Women's Flag College Championship. 13... 13 schools institutions competed women we're gonna see a women a woman gm here shortly we already have women in the ownership position we've seen it at the president level we have six states that have now sanctioned women's varsity football amazing i'm gonna yeah Ta- six, six states six states tackle football tackle football it's exploding with 20 on the docket It's just that when we talk about football for all, that's the beauty of our game. There's a place on the field for everyone.
1: Yeah. Troy, I could talk to you forever, but I think we need to go back inside and make a difference. Make make a difference in the world. Let's raise some money. Let's raise some money. Thanks so much for your time. Thank you. Many thanks to Troy for his time and his perspective. And since we spoke... The Eagles have been to Ghana. We'll get you the very latest on that, just as the Eagles have the marketing rights in Ghana. So they sent a delegation out and um, just to introduce the game there, and we'll get some info on that very shortly. Davion Taylor, well, his journey is a remarkable one. Played all of one and a half games in his high school career because of his family's religious beliefs that did not permit him to play on Friday nights, which is obviously high school's big night of playing football. So he practiced all week, he watched the games from the sidelines, if you will, and then he went to community college, played well enough there, tremendous athlete, earned a scholarship at the University of Colorado, and boom, a few years later, he's with the Philadelphia Eagles. Third round draft pick three years ago, Davion Taylor making progress, step by step, and last year you could see that progress. He was on the field, around the football, making many, many plays, a couple of fumbles forced in that win over the Denver Broncos. And then when the Eagles played the New Orleans Saints at Lincoln Financial Field, Taylor suffered a knee injury that ended his season. Now he's back, but that weak side linebacker job is not Taylor's to just walk into and take. He's got to earn playing time. The Eagles in free agency signing Kazeer White in the draft, selecting Nicobe Dean in the third round. So where does that leave Taylor? We talked about it just before the Eagles broke camp in the spring. Taylor expecting big things when training camp opens in late July. I just keep seeing you put in all the work. Um, How do you feel about your game right now? How do you feel as as we get into this off time um, with training camp coming up? How do you feel about where you are?
0: Uh, I feel real good. Like I feel like the biggest thing right now, come, coming into uh, year three, is my comfortability level. Like I'm, I'm very, very comfortable in this playbook. Um, I, like I feel like by me being, being like a, a second year in the same playbook has really, like, uh, has really been like a positive for me because I've never been in a playbook more than, more than one year. Like coming, like as, as since I've been playing, so. Uh, so now I'm really comfortable. I'm really like I, I can go into this off-season knowing I, what I have to work on, knowing what I can, uh, what I have to, what I need in order to come back into training camp. And it, it makes me very, very excited because I know uh, it's very, I, it's not too much I have to work. On. I don't have to stress myself this off, uh, this going into these uh, couple six weeks because like I know I know the playbook now. So now I'm just really just working on my fundamentals and make sure I can come and attack 100. percent
1: It's about staying healthy at this level now for you, isn't it? Because at, at before it had always been about hey I need to learn this, I need to get. Now you feel like you got all that mental stuff down. Now it's just about the physical side.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it is. And that's one thing I've uh, toned, uh, honed in on uh, this offseason was taking care of my body. As soon as I uh, came back from my injury I was cleared, I went straight to Colorado and started doing so much therapy stuff. I was doing needling, massages, cryo, hyperbaric chambers, just doing do anything to keep my body correct. And like, that's not what I'm going to be doing the next couple of six weeks. I'm going to be doing intense workouts, but as, uh, when I'm also doing it, I'm going to make sure I'm staying on top of my recovery because. Uh, the last couple of years, uh, as you know, I've been injured. And, like, this, this going to my third year, that's what I want to prevent is the injury. Uh, like, the MCL injury, I feel like that's, that's football. But, like, when it came to, like, the soft tissue stuff, that was something I could control. So, like, I, uh, I feel like it comes to just me taking care of my body, eating the right things, and coming to uh, camp ready to just attack the ground 100 and just, like, go full full goal. Uh, I think it going to be a perfect uh, thing for me.
1: How did you deal with the mental side of it, Davion, last year
0: with the injury? Because you've been playing so well.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, did you handle it the way you wanted to handle it?
0: Um... I feel like I did this time because simply because I feel like my first time I got injured my uh, my rookie year it was uh it was I feel like it, it hit me kind of hard because it was my first time be- having a major injury ever so uh, coming the second year like when I did get the injury I kind of knew how to how to deal with it and I had family around and uh, my biggest thing was like this past year when I got injured was like making sure I didn't get away from the game because like my rookie year. When I got injured, I feel really, like I, I kind of like backed up from the game because I kind of hurt and everything. But as I was hurt this time, I made sure I stayed engaged. Like when I was it, like even like when I had uh, when I had treatment up in the, uh, in the in the training room with the trainers, I made sure like I had an earphone in, listen to, like listening to meetings. Even though like I probably wasn't in there uh, like in physically, but I just made sure I, I was up in there like just just mentally, just make sure I'm still just hon- honing in because I, I I was trying to come back and I never knew I was, if I was or not.
1: You were a tackling machine last year when you were on the field. How did it feel out there?
0: Oh, I felt good, and I feel like every game I was getting better and better. Like uh, I still remember the last game before I got hurt, the Saints game. I feel like that game was like 10 times slower than uh, when I first got in, and I feel like um, that's why really, I was kind of frustrated I got hurt because, like, every single game I saw myself getting better and better. Like, the mistakes I made in a previous game I wasn't making before. So, like, I just see myself improving every game. And I actually got excited for it because I knew uh, where my game was going. But uh, the injury was a setback. But now uh, the biggest thing now is just making sure, like, I just – Leave what I left off it. I like. I don't want to just come back with a setback. Like I want to come back playing at that high level that I was right before I got injured.
1: What's it going to be like for you when the pads go on, Davian? I imagine you're going to be one of the most excited guys out
0: here. Oh yeah, it's going it's going to be uh, very very exciting for me simply because. Like I said, I've never had, I have never made it through a training camp healthy yet. So like, my biggest thing this time, when I do come back, taking care of my body. When them pads come on, I'm gonna give everything I got because for one, I know I got competition, like uh, coming in and everything, which I love because like it's part of the game. Like without competition, like I wouldn't be here. But like, uh, but now it just makes me even more excited that uh, knowing that I'm gonna be taking care of my body, I know I'm gonna be be ready to come tack this year, and I'm gonna make sure that I have every all the tools uh, to be successful.
1: From the time you came in to now. Do you feel like you have all the ability, the skills, mentally, physically, to excel at this NFL level?
0: Oh, yeah. Yes, I do. And uh, it's, I feel like in my rookie year, that was the biggest thing for me mentally. Like, I was wondering, like, since I didn't have the background that everybody else had playing high school football or and, uh, and all that, I feel like I wasn't going to be as good because, like, I, I knew I was still learning. I knew everything was slow and everything. I in my rookie year, like... Our first training camp, like I, I, I tell myself I probably wouldn't have made a team if I didn't get drafted third round because like everything was so fast and like it was hard for me to learn the plays because like everything was so different than uh like the way I was taught in college and everything. But now, about like, going to my third year, like I, 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 I see what I can do. I see that I have the, all the fundamentals. I have all this like the strength, the speed, all the things, and all the tools to be successful in this league, not only successful to be like a Pro Bowl player. So uh, that just gives me confidence because also just and then also the coaches believing in me that also just gives me confidence as well. Just knowing that uh, they see potential in me and it just helps me get, uh, see potential in myself.
1: And these linebackers, it's all. all this, you're right. There's a lot of competition. There's a lot of good young players in this yeah. group that makes everybody better. Right. That's
0: yeah, the idea. Yeah, it does. And this this off season, I feel like uh, the biggest thing we had like was connecting. Like. Uh, I feel like it wasn't no uh, animosity or anything in the room. Nobody wasn't trying to, cause like nobody like ain't worried about starting right now. Or anything. Our biggest thing now was connecting. Like we we connected as a linebacker group, and I feel like that that really made us better. Cause like when somebody messing up in the play, we trying to help them out, or like it's, uh, so like going to not give everybody uh, get everybody ready to play. Cause it's a long season. You never know. Like ro- people have, might have to rotate. So when it, I feel like if everybody tone t- 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 in and just uh, do uh, just get it all the playbook all together as a group, I feel like we all can be successful. Yeah, have a great offseason. I, I guess I won't see you in the weight room on the weekends. Oh, yeah, you won't. You know, yeah. I'll come up and make sure I'll keep my body right. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. Yeah. Oh, of course.
1: All right, so we're going to do the extra point here, well, from the beach. CIL City, specifically. The Ocean Drive, a legendary bar, even more specifically. And it was mayhem and chaos and fun. And Jason Kelsey doing some good for a second consecutive year for the Eagles Autism Foundation, a huge fundraiser. And I was there on Wednesday, and here's what some of the action was like for the Eagles' future, what we think, Pro Football Hall of Famer, Jason Kelsey doing great things in the community and having a lot of fun with it. Jason, is it, like I don't know, humbling when you come down here and there's people lined up around the block and... You have this effect on people?
3: Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, it's very humbling. Um, you know, I, I certainly feel uh, a, an immense amount of gravi- gratitude towards the city, this fan base, and uh, the fact that I've been able to play this game and have this effect. Um, you know, it's it's crazy when you think about it. And, um, you know, playing this game has uh, afforded me the the privilege of connecting with millions of people and, um, and to – and to unite over that right and uh, you know a lot of these people that are here a lot of the people that support us on game days have uh, shared a lot of memories with their families a lot of memories through the years of supporting Eagles football and, and cheering us on and doing that together and uh, you know to be able to be a part of that and to uh, to see so many people that are able to come out here on a random Wednesday in Seattle uh, New Jersey um, that, that's awesome.
1: All right so lessons learned from year one
3: uh, what does it take to be a great bartender? Well, (laughs) I don't know that I still know the answer to that. Um, I would say uh, you really gotta be able to multitask. I think that's the biggest thing. You gotta be able to take orders over here, start the new orders, and also be taking the next order if you wanna be making the most amount of money. So I think uh, good bartenders are vastly um, underrated in our communities, and um, I I learned that firsthand. It is not an easy job, especially with a packed bar. You're moving a million miles an hour, and uh, yeah, it's a it's a daunting task. Right,
1: so this is the fundraiser, and one of the rules that I, as the MC, first time MC here today, have been told by your wife via Chuck Hammond, is that no one is allowed to have a, sh- a chug a beer with you. You are not allowed to chug a beer today until
3: people pay to chug a beer. Yes, Do you understand those rules? I understand those rules. Um, last year, there were a lot of people paying to chug, so I think I'm still going to end up chugging a lot. But yeah. That that rule is really put in place so I'm not falling over in the first hour, but uh, that's why that rule got implemented.
1: What what does it mean, though, to to make a difference in the world, Uh, Eagles Autism Foundation?
3: Yeah, I mean, it it means a lot to make a difference in this world regardless of how it is, right? And, um, you know, this game and this sport and playing for the Eagles gives you a stage... Uh, that is incredible, right? Um, you know, there's no chance I would have been able to do anything else and have this type of impact on I mean, um, this many people. And uh, so when you when you get to try and um, uh, lend support to causes that you believe in, causes that are uh, dear to your family or dear to you, um, it uh, I mean, that's it, it, it makes it much bigger than the game itself, and I'm honored to be able to be here.
1: W- will you remember a lot of today?
3: I'll remember this. I think. (laughs) Jason, thanks. All right,
1: thanks. And that'll do it for this episode of the Eagles Insider Podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group. Many thanks to everyone involved, the Eagles Media Relations staff, Ray Doyle, Peter Kelly, of course, for putting this all together and doing such a wonderful job, the wizard, every single week. Thanks to all of you for joining. If you have a moment to give us a review, we sure do like those five stars. Please do so. We include a link in the details section of your podcast library. I'm Eagles insider Dave Spadero. Thanks for joining, everyone. We're back next week with more. Brandon Graham is the exclusive interview. It's 4th of July week. Happy Independence Day. Be safe. Be happy. And remember, training camp is not far away. Fly, Eagles. Fly, everyone. Have yourselves a great Eagles Day. And go, Birds!
2: E-A-T-L-E-S, Eagles!